Welcome back. Hi, friend. We are here together again. Yes. Today's episode is going to be focusing on happiness once again. This is the third episode out of four where I am just assessing, asking you to make the inquiry around your happiness and prioritizing it. It's pretty good, right? Like how often do we do that? Never. So this is a great chance for you to, you know, just dig in your heels a little bit, check it out, find out more about happiness. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're coming back, so glad you're here. This is the Connected Calm Life. My name is Lane Kennedy and I am your calm coach. I am passionate about really supporting women. Yes, that's right. Women in finding their purpose and allowing them to feel good in their bodies. You know, removing the stress, removing that anxiety, removing that corrosive thinking, the ideas, the second thoughts, the should I, would I, could I, all of that. No more. That's my job. Uh, I specifically work with mindfulness and your DNA to help you do that. Uh, If you have not checked out the members area, I want to direct you over to that today and join. Just join right now. It is free. It's not going to be free forever. I'm telling you now. Uh, You can find out and join over at members.connectedcalmlife.com, members.connectedcalmlife.com. And if you go to my website, lanekennedy.com, you can see the button that just says join. So let's get into today's episode, uh, prioritizing your happiness. Why do we need to think about happiness? Oh, yeah. Last week, I talked about Sonia Lubomirsky's uh, stats, and I shared that 50% of your happiness score is coded in you, right? It comes from your DNA, which makes me so happy. Because I can see that when I work with a client, I will pull different reports and I can say, well, we need to fix this to increase your happiness or to increase your longevity or to increase uh, your chances of being happier because of XYZ is happening in your DNA. So I love Sonia's work and that she brings that uh, stat to us. We also found out that 10% of your happiness is about circumstances. That's it. So the fantasizing, the woulda, coulda, shoulda's, oh, I'll be happy when I have a baby. I'll be happy when I move. I'll be happy when I make X amount of money. That is all circumstances, only 10%, right? But we spend so much of our time in that fantasy land. So just remember that. And the other really great big statistic that I shared last week from her work was that 40% of your happiness is driven from intentional activity and you can change it. That's right. Yeah, you can change it. When I learned that I had control over my happiness and that it it just doesn't happen, I kind of like had a wake up call right? Because I'm somebody who suffers from this internal negativity, this like, I'm just a bear. Like I wake up and I'm like, oh God, life, right? That's why 
that's why drinking was so great for me because it gave me this like release from that from a while. And then of course I found recovery and I've had this spiritual awakening and I practice and things are different now. But prior to all the work that I've done over the last 25 years, it was not happy. And if I'm not continually doing this type of work, and I'll just call it spiritual for lack of a better understanding, then I turn into a bear again and I'm unhappy and grumpy. And then there is no connection. There is no calm. And I might as well be like raging at people and flipping people off and drinking because it's not fun. So we can use her information, Sonia's information and to our benefit. And last week I asked you to do a little homework right? I asked you to do uh, three things or write down three, three, three to five things, the emotions, right? And I hope you did that. I also asked you about savoring something. That's an intentional activity to savor something. I shared about the big basket of chocolate that I had and how I savor chocolate because it's an intentional activity that boosts my happiness. Oh, so good. So I hope that you were able to implement or consider some happiness moments over the last seven days. Today, I want to open this podcast up with this idea of our core truths. And when we are living with an open mind and we have an attitude of gratitude and we live in an inspired place of awe. We have this, these positive emotions, love, right? This, and what this does to us is that it opens us up. Our heart actually gets activated and we can see this in heart rate variability. We can see this when we're Uh, just our heart rate in general, that when we are in the state of happiness, we, we open up, it changes us and we start to see the world differently. We start to hear things differently and our eyes, this is so cool. Our eyes begin to track differently. What that means in plain speak is that we see things differently. We can notice and recognize things differently. How cool is that? Uh, We have greater resilience, which is perfect. And as women, we need to be able to have greater resilience in the times that we're living. We can also have uh, better decision-making practices. And I know that when we are in those brain loops of "Oh my God, what am I going to do for dinner? I can't go to the store. Um, You know, my to-do list is too much." you know, that kind of overload happens, our decision-making falters and that actually all of this like uncomfortable negative stuff that happens as a result of being stressed, uh, affects our decision, affects our happiness, affects our lives, affects our DNA. The other part about living and prioritizing your happiness and holding on to our emotions of gratitude and living in a state of awe is that we begin to trust the world at large and ourselves. 
And I think that's something for me that has changed immensely is that when I prioritize my happiness by implementing my practice, that trust, like it cracked me open. It took me to a new place. It transformed or transcended my ideas. So it's a really beautiful place to live. And I always know, I always know that things are working perfect, even when they're not. Even when I was sick for the last four days and I was like, oh, this is horrible. Oh my God. You know, like, ugh, I still was trusting the process. So the other core truth that occurs as a result of prioritizing your happiness and living in this place of gratitude and awe and having an open mind is that we start to transform our lives. And that may seem really obvious to you, but I want to get inside to the cellular level. We have 1% of our cells that are changing daily as the direct result of our emotional wellness. And I talk about emotional wellness all the time, right? Like if we're not improving our life, we are down-regulating our genes. Down-regulating our genes means early age, um, means dis-ease in our bodies, means uncomfortable, not sleeping, cardiovascular, like all the stuff. So this 1% changing the cells every day is huge. That's a bonus. The other thing that happens is that we start to see our lifestyle differently. We also, and what that means is that there's more movement in our lives, more flexibility, more capacity to hold space or hold conversations that are hard. You know, we have the ability to stay in the moment longer. We are able to bounce back and redirect ourselves. So these two core truths, the ability to open up and then transform our lives is key when we prioritize our happiness. Now, I want to shift over to Dr. Susan David's work. And she talks a lot about emotions because I think this is, people get caught up in emotions. I, I'm raising my hand. I used to get caught up in my emotions all the time. I didn't even know what they were, right? Until that one day when I had that rageful fit and I was like, why, why am I standing out of my car yelling at this man? <laughs> And then I was like, oh my God, this is an emotion. So we have, uh, you know, these 16 to, 16 to 20,000 thoughts and emotions running, coursing through our body. And we typically ignore them. So if we're ignoring our feelings, we're ignoring our transformation and our happiness. Everything that I was just talking about, those two core truths. If we're ignoring uh, what's actually happening in the moment, then we're avoiding something that's perhaps undesirable. And I'm, I'm going to give you some really uh, personal experiences here. So a lot of times when I'm working with a client, 
I'll say, how, how, how was your week? And the response would be, it was super stressful. You know, my daughter did this and my husband did this and I didn't get anything done. I'll be like, okay, I totally hear you. Now, this word stress is a blanket statement. It doesn't really identify the feeling that she was going through. So it didn't allow her body to process the feeling that was going on in the moment. And when we don't process those feelings in the moment or an hour later or two hours later or four hours later, those emotions get stuck in our bodies. And if you're a fan of the emotion code or body keeps the score, then you know that our bodies hold on to all of these uh, emotions, right? All of these 16 to 20,000 thoughts that are occurring. And we don't, we don't want to keep that in our body. You know, it's not good. So how do we... How, how do we identify, you know, how do we identify the stress? How do we change the language around this? Because this is going to improve our, this is, this has to deal with happiness. So when we start to identify our emotions, we start to identify how to make change. Now, one thing that I'll share is that it's hard to um, identify the emotion, right? Because we're so busy. Like we have 5 million things happening and we have 16,000 thoughts. And who has time to stop and say, oh, that really hurt my feelings. And I, I don't like the way that my boss yelled at me, right? It's much easier to just say, okay, I'll get it done. I need this job. We go into that I need to keep my job. I need to stay here. I need to, I need to make money. I have a family to support, right? It's, it's, it's easier to just go, 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 go. But what that does long-term is it places us in a, in a worse position. So stay with me here. When we are stuck, we aren't able to adapt. We aren't able to see the trees from the forest, right? We're just like in the muck of it. So this is when I want you to start, if you're overloaded with, oh my God, I I don't like this moment. I don't know how to identify my feeling. Lane told me to identify my feelings. I don't know how. It's too much. I just want you to pause. And I want you to count backwards. Five, four, three, two, one. And take a breath. In those five seconds, you're giving yourself the space to recognize the emotion that you're having. Wow, that was really hurtful what he said to me. That was really painful. That was really disappointing. That was so awesome. That brought me so much happiness. I mean, there's, you know, the good things too, right? 
that we often forget to recognize. So it's not all negative. It's we're just so bombarded with our daily uh, chore list that we forget to check in with what our emotions are. And we have to remember emotions are signals. They are our, mm, they're like little rocks on the path, little breadcrumbs that we need to pay attention to. Those emotions are giving us information to either stay on the path or to course correct, right? So I'm going down the course and I see the breadcrumb and that emotion is, I, I'm so angry at my boss right now. I'm, I'm, I just want to just, I want to send this email and I want to quit. That's an emotion, right? Anger or disappointment. Count backwards. Five, four, three, two, one. Take a breath. Wow, I'm angry. Okay, I'm angry. Now, your job is to recognize that emotion because that is a little breadcrumb on your path. I'm angry. Does this mean that I need to look for something else? Am I unhappy with my job? Right? You get to go on an inquiry mission to find out what's happening in your life. And this is where I think people just don't have the emotional agility because we're not taught about emotions, just like we're not taught about happiness. <laughs> like, right? I started this whole series with, you know, happiness is a skill that we need to be learning about. So what do we do? We pause. We, we need to course correct, become more compassionate with yourself as you slow down. Now, this is why I practice mindfulness, because when we're living in the state of mindfulness, we can look at these emotions in a non-judgmental way, right? We suspend judgment. We, it's like we come up above Jedi master wah, and we review our lives oh, I'm not happy in my job. Well, is it my job or is it my boss or is it the work that I do? This takes emotional agility and time to process. We just don't do it. We just cover things up, cover things up, keep going, keep going. But meanwhile, all these emotions are building and tapping us and you know, we're just putting it in our body and blanket state, having a blanket statement. I'm so stressed. Oh, I'm so, I'm full of anxiety. I can't take this. This corrupts our happiness. It sinks our sense of self-worth. It debilitates our ability to go out and do good in the world. So how do we show up for emotions in a non-judgmental, compassionate, curious way. How do we do that? What do we do? Well, again, I go back to slow down. 
slow down and ask yourself thoughtful questions around your emotional moment. You know, oh, I cannot believe, see, I'm giving, I'm trying to give you um, little examples at the same time. I can't believe, uh, you know, she left me that text message. It just didn't make sense. And I can't do that. And it's too much. Okay, let's pause and think about the text message. What's the emotion around just the text message? Right? Just go to that one thing. Well, I feel disconnected. I feel insignificant. What's the emotion? I feel loss. I feel like I'm not liked. I feel unimportant. And how do we move through that? This is where the skill of happiness is so important. Because if we want to live a happy, fulfilling life, we need to know how to regulate our emotions. We need to know how to move through our emotions and understand why the emotions are there. So you can start asking yourself, what, what the funct, what is the function of this emotion? What is the function of my sadness? What is the function of my anger? Start making an inquiry process around these moments. Otherwise, your body is just going to keep holding and holding and holding. And then you find yourself down-regulating your DNA and, and getting sick, right? So many people or or, you know, going to, you know, a doctor and saying, I'm so stressed out, and they give you a pill, uh, you know. And I'm not saying that pills are bad. I'm just saying there's another way. There's another way. It's called prioritizing your happiness and finding your emotional agility. It's so fun. And I have to tell you, it's really fun. It's really fun to be able to identify, oh, I am absolutely thrilled today. I'm happy as can be, or I'm sad. It's taking me 25 years to understand my emotional being. Now, oftentimes when I'm coaching somebody, I'll start to ask them, you know, I I go deep into emotions and really trying to track and understand, you know, emotions and your values and lining them up because without being able to name and line these two uh, circles, I'm going to call them circles, emotions and values, your life is going to be, it's just going to keep being messy and you're going to be disappointed with yourself and you're going to keep living in this state of stress. And no, I don't want you to be stressed out. So this week's assignment, if you choose, is to recognize a moment when you are in overwhelm and just pause and count backwards. Five, four, three, two, one. Take a breath. And ask yourself, what's my emotion? I'm sad. And then the next inquiry is, what's the funct of that emotion? What's the function? 
what's the function of my sadness? And write it down. That's it. Okay? Yay! One step closer to your true happiness, my friend. Mm. Again, happiness is a journey and you're on a path of self-discovery. Every day, it's new. Yeah. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Share it with a friend. I would love you forever. I already do. Uh, Enjoy a, a micro moment. Really, the micro moments are the ability to stay in that present moment with that moment. So this is extra credit. Take a moment with your smoothie or take a a moment with a, a cold glass of water or a moment in the shower and just embrace that moment of happiness. And try to have 10 micro moments in a day to fill up your cup, to become a more fulfilled, happier you. All right, friend. I've gone way over my mark today, but I couldn't help. I couldn't help it. This, this is just too good. It's too good. It's too good. So much goodness. Please share this. Uh, make sure you're in the members area and I'll see you next week. Oh, and this week's episode, uh, I think red is on for Thursday. So be looking for that. Dun, dun, dun. All right, friends. May you find something bright, something light, and something so delicious it fills you up so you can be the best you can be. Until next time, take good care. That's a wrap. Thank you again for listening. As always, join the members area, Connected Calm Life, right? Members.connectedcalmlife.com and invite a friend. See you next week.